You're listening to the Camarda Brothers, plus the Antle and Rob, on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Ladies right here on this station. This show is recorded, but you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish, or want free reports or other educational materials, uh, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Folks, you are back with your Camarda Wealth Education uh, leaders as we return from Osojun to Tampa only and return to our uh, the lovely listeners here in the Jacksonville Metroplex on uh, WOKB. And continuing this, actually before we get back into uh, some of the more arcane uh, um, the, uh, difference between equity income and debt income, a good place for folks to get income off their portfolios, in our opinion, um, is uh, um, we had mentioned uh, off-break uh, um, our free portfolio stress test, and it really if there was never probably, in my view, a better time to have a look at your portfolio to see if there are hidden dangers lurking, and you may have bonds and mutual funds and, and just a, you know an assortment of investments that isn't quite what you'd like it to be, what you think it is. Uh, and at this point of, of great change, perhaps, in the markets, uh, probably is a good time to really understand what you have and make adjustments, uh, hopefully, before um, the, what may be uh, it, it being too late. So we're very happy to offer you a free portfolio stress test. Uh, we do these um, the, either you know meeting you or just copy of your statements or whatever. It's a very, very easy thing to do for us to assess using professional software and analytic services what you actually have and kind of give you a read on what changes you may want to make if you do it yourself or with your existing advisor or stockbroker, insurance agent, however you're running your money. We think you'd find this uh, very, very useful. You need to call us in the next 20 minutes to reserve your free portfolio stress test if you'd like to have us conducted. No cost, no obligation. This is run by highly credentialed financial advisors here in our firm. Um, and uh, we hope that you'll take advantage of, uh, um, of this free offer. 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A to reserve your free portfolio stress test. So we were debating a little bit uh, um, the before about the differences or the advantages of, of income from debt, that's bonds or money in the bank, basically, you know, so-called guaranteed investments, and equity income, and that's dividends from uh, cash cal kind of companies like utilities or master limited partnerships and, and stuff like that. So uh, um, who would like to uh, to begin? Jonathan, what's uh, what's your thought on uh, would you rather have uh, you know for your for the income engine are you happier with uh, uh, with defensive stocks or with bonds uh, really neither at this point although uh, the last few years I've been using defensive stocks I mean our mass limited partnerships REITs healthcare uh, sectors have done really well I do see a change there utilities are already starting to tank so but again for you know looking for somebody that just wants to invest and to get income to live off in retirement you know like some of the positions and would have to be stock, it would have to be those, those equities and perhaps having some cell discipline yeah and things get out of control uh, I've always in the past had interest in preferred securities as well as the master limited partnerships the cash flows are fairly predictable you don't have the huge swings in volatility due to interest rate and we talk about master limited partnerships, something like a pipeline companies, mm -hmm. you know, petroleum storage tank companies. These are relatively boring business plan. They own infrastructure and they rent it out, and it's a very predictable cash flow. Sure. Uh, Mark, you have any comments on that? Yeah, I think that those are good areas to look at and supplement income, and that's the toughest spot for investors right now are people that need income. You know, yields are low in bonds, and and some of those sectors, I will warn 
warn everybody that they are interest rate sensitive too. So, but you think as much as bonds themselves? So, I absolutely. But you think as much as bonds themselves? That's a great question for you, Mark. (laughs) From you, Jeff. very interest rate sensitive because a lot of them are perpetual in nature, so their duration is you know, extremely long. But again, and the mark is just an outstanding. And a lot of folks don't really appreciate this, and you know, as a CFA to CFA, just a high compliment. But the the analysis of debts of of bonds is actually more complicated um, uh, than the analysis of stocks. You wouldn't think that. You think these are relatively boring, easy to figure out. You're extremely complicated. They really are. So again, as you know, and I defer to you, Mark. But your um, is your your belief that duration risk and interest rate sensitivity are greater or less for equity income investments, like like REITs and master limited partnerships and and, and utilities. Uh, they're probably about the same as an eight to ten year duration fixed income instrument. Many of those, and you can see that when rates bump up, you can see utilities which have had a great run. They pull back quite a bit, and so do REITs and. Some of the LP, so it's it's hard to really escape interest rate risk going forward. But I do think if you structure a portfolio with quality investments on those in those equity income areas and a short ladder bond portfolio or a good manager that's shortened in their maturities, I think they have a good place in client portfolios. Well, let me ask you another question though, from another angle. So, so if you posit that, and I'm not sure I agree, but I, I did agree to defer to you. If you posit there's the same amount of downside risk with interest rate increases, still aren't the yields much richer now in uh, um, the, in, in equity um, income vehicles than in bonds? So aren't you going to kind of getting paid, you know, uh, more for the risk? Yes, and that is definitely you're absolutely right. That is going to cushion the blow to some degree in those investments. Right. Absolutely. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you for that bone, Mr. Del Pezzo. That certainly <laughs> he certainly, he certainly tossed that wiffle ball up coming uh, <laughs> from you. So uh, let's get into you know Rob is uh, has been warming up the uh, the anesthesia <laughs> the, uh, the the cryogenic filter. All you know, all the gases are percolating, and the bags are warm, and so we're about to, you know, put the mask on our collective audience and talk about <laughs> something called the formaldehyde. Nothing like the smell for longevity insurance, and this is really becoming a very hot topic in, in academia. Um, as uh, as many of you know, I'm uh, involved in a, a PhD program with the American College up in Philadelphia, and uh, it's it's amazing how important this area has become. So when we talk about longevity insurance, Rob, what are we talking about? Bingo. We're we're talking about a deferred income annuity. How do I ensure that I have money uh, coming in in case I live to a very, very ripe old age? And really, that's the only way to to guarantee or hedge or, or protect yourself from the risk of outliving your money. Unless you're, you know, you're super rich, but most people are in a corridor, should have enough money to go... 80, 90 years old, you know, typically. But what if they live to 110, right? No way it's going to last. Absolutely. And I know more and more people who are thinking they're going to do that. Uh, But, but, you know, you even see these commercials on TV of people saying, look, you know, my longevity is 26 years. I got enough money to last me 15. What am I going to do about it? Or, you know, a lot of clients more, you know, uh, uh, more commonly that, gee whiz, I'm 65 now, and I'd like to be able to enjoy my lifestyle and spend more. Um, so, you know, let's figure, let's assume that I go to 85 or 80 or something and, and, and adjust my consumption of my portfolio to that. 
But gee whiz, what if I like you know? What if I live to ninety five or hundred because of medical technology? I don't want to be penniless at eighty five. You know, you're and then destitute and maybe dependent on a government welfare system that, that's strapped due to fiscal concerns that doesn't exist anymore. And that, that's really the risk that we're talking about, right? Is sure. where you have enough money, probably to get through retirement, maybe a little short, but you probably just got about a month, which is, 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 is the, the situation of most of the people we talk to. But what if they live a little bit longer? So how would you manage that, Rob? Well, what you would do is you would take a, a portion of your investable assets and allocate them uh, into one of these deferred income annuities that you, is invested in a guaranteed return uh, for some time in the future, and you can designate how far out you want to go, or you can purchase, you know, multiple uh, income streams. Uh, but the idea is, I'm not going to have access to this money for a certain period of time, and then when I've hit a certain age, all of a sudden, this bucket of money is going to start producing an income that I can't outlive. It'll pay as long as I'm alive. Kind of like a pension. It's like your pension starts at 65, you get to 80, you get, and then you put the money in, and it begins a stream of payments guaranteed to last for life beginning at, at an advanced age. Now, one of the, now we're, I'm not, a, as many of our listeners in, in Jacksonville may recall, I'm not a real big proponent of annuities. In fact, I remember running a series of ads called the God Annuities, the Dirty, well, the tagline, but I'm not a real proponent of annuities. I'm beginning to become, become more amenable to them, but let's tie it back to Mark's kind of conversation. Is this a good time to buy an annuity, you think, Mark or Rob? Well, I'd be concerned because the interest rates are so low. You're locking in your future returns based on a low interest rate. If you've got flexibility, I think it pays to, to wait uh, to see that you get some higher interest rates and then maybe consider yeah, this. It's like a mortgage, your payment, except it's coming the other way. You get paid instead of pay it yourself. Like a mortgage, your payment is going to be a function of the interest rate. So if you, you know, set up a series of payments at 1% or 2%, you're going to get your payment for life will be a lot lower than if rates are 8%. That's correct. So I, I, I agree that it's probably a great time to wait. Okay, so let's, uh, um, the, so that's something to keep in the back of your head for your planning down the road, but uh, um, I wouldn't go out and buy any annuities that, uh, uh, in, so-called immediate or deferred income annuities at this point. Um, uh, don't lock in a payment now. I think you should wait, folks. So let's talk about some of the difference between the male investors and female investors, a, perennial exci- a perennially exciting topic. And this is from a Wall Street Journal piece uh, in early May. Um, would you say, panel, that men are generally more confident about investing than women are? Has that been your experience that you yes. surmise? Yeah, I believe so. More aggressive. Huh? And what say you, Sonia? I believe when their wives tell them to be confident, they're very confident about it. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, my, that's been my excuse all these years. Behind every good man is a, is a woman behind him poking him with a stick. She made me do right. it. And no. I think that, that I think that that is true. That certainly has been my experience. That men seem to whether they deserve whether they should be confident or not is another story. But they seem to be innately more confident, willing to take risks. Um, you know, yeah. it's interesting that women. I agree with that. Yeah, women are, are more likely to choose target date funds offered in four hundred one ks and so forth. Uh, which probably, I think, is a mistake. Uh, any comments on that, guys? No, but it, it fits in with the hardwiring between males and females, right? The target fund essentially is more of a... Instead you of a you stick, better watch your hardwiring comments because I'm going to send a copy to show your wife. I don't, I don't. You don't <laughs> see too many women that are driving you know, a stick shift, perhaps 911, uh, whereas an automatic 5 Series is more conducive, and I drive an automatic myself, so I can see that. But certainly that makes sense. A target fund is like an automatic uh, on, your, uh, on your car, so... Well, actually, it, it may more like autopilot taking you into the side of the mountain if it's because uh, it's not adjusted. Perhaps it's cruise kinda, control, right. and it's, well, actually, but, but through a know, school zone. 
the, uh, uh, um, the, I think you're missing an important point, is that a target date fund, if it has bonds now, and it's going to be liquidated in five years, and it's just on autopilot based on its uh, formula, will not time you out of the bonds and maybe sell before a precipitous decline. And that, 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 I think that's the real danger with target date funds is they're on autopilot and they really don't adjust the changes in the, in the investors' I- or the market. Absolutely. We, yeah, that's, that's certainly a fact uh, when we're delineating between the, you know. Here, between Johnny Hot Stocks, here's something I think that's maybe more up your, uh, um, your gender biased alley. Uh, men, <laughs> what are you talking men? about? Hey, it's not even my segment now, yet. Who, say, um, who tends to trade more, men or women, do you think? Oh, uh, women? <laughs> Obviously, make facetious. Huh? Yeah, I think it'd be men. I can't hear you. Put on your face. Put on your big moose voice, Rodney. No spitting. I would have thought it would be men. You know, but also, who do you think is more likely and probably wiser to seek out professional and financial advice? It has to be women. Why is that? Because that's a smart thing to do, Sonia. Absolutely. Absolutely, and actually, it's true. Females are much more likely to seek out um, professional advice. Um, and also, they're more likely to agree with a statement, I know less than the average investor about financial markets and investing in general. Uh, and uh, I think that's probably true. Even, you know, uh, Jonathan, of course, would never agree with that statement. But most men, I think, That's typically... only because he knows best. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I study this behavioral <laughs> science stuff now, guys. Yeah. In fact, uh, what about, who do you think has a higher risk tolerance, men or women? Probably men. Probably men. Yeah, and that's uh, Jonathan. You you can cut. Absolutely. Would you like to add your voice to the cause here? Fidelity bound women. Women tend to have a much lower risk tolerance than men. Only four percent of women willing to invest a substantial amount to achieve uh, the potentially higher returns, uh, compared with fifteen percent of men. So less than a third. That's and cool. I think that you know that really uh, um, the, it rings true in our professional practice. You know, when we do a risk assessment on a couple, typically. The women, the woman's, women's answers tend to be more conservative. The men tend to be more aggressive, and often we'll you know see if we can negotiate and split the difference. Not always, but I'd say probably ninety percent of the time. You find that, Sonia? Goes back ages. I think that that is true, but I'm wondering if there's anything in the report about um, how generational um, levels factor into that, because the older couples that I work with, that is absolutely true. The the men are willing to take on more risk than the women, but Women closer to my age seem to be willing to take on more risk. Good. And actually, and, and finally, you know, the Fidelity research shows that, you know, and this is pretty telling, that 92% of women want to learn more about financial planning. And, and so keep on listening right here to Camarda Wealth Education Radio because you're going to get plenty of it here. 92% of women and 83% want to get more involved with their finances uh, within the next year, but obviously want to have the knowledge to make good decisions. So, and that's critically important, folks, because this is such a complicated area. Um, and like most men, like my brother, don't be like my brother. You know, you think that you have um, the, the information you need to make good decisions, but you really don't. And, and the decisions and the, the trajectory of those decisions can really wind up being tragic. All right, stay with. We have one more segment coming up, the favorite segment of the week, where Cousin Great Vito Camarda and friends uh, entertains and informs us. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders right here. On WOKV and WBA. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions or to request free white papers or other educational materials or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matter, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down, folks. 888-CAMARDA. 
That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, Charlie Alpha, Mike Alpha, Romeo, Delta Alpha, 888-Camarda. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. Folks, you're back with the final Camarda Wealth Education Radio segment here. We're cousin uh, Vito Camarda and friends entertain and edify us. Before, I want to give you one last chance to uh, take advantage of uh, our offers this week. Uh, um, the free copy of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them. Certainly required reading in the current market environment. You can secure your copy by paper or PDF by calling 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. And as we say, uh, who's uh, driving that hearse up this week? Is that Cousin Vito Camarda? Yeah, What's go. in the car, Vito? I'm just going to be here now. I'm trying to get going. What? It looks like you have something on your mind. Right? Yeah, Cousin Vito, uh, it seems like uh, markets slowed down a little. <laughs> What, uh, tell me, what do you think uh, you're seeing from the trends out there? What are you uh, following? I'm not really going to go in there. I brought some bunnies. My, 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 uh, my buddy Reverend Al, you may know him. Reverend Al Shelvin's going to have to that point. But, well, well, Rob, let me tell you right now, uh, to answer your question, there's definitely been a few punches in the current uptrend in equities. You would almost call it asset class discrimination. Not so political, I'll just kind of straight to the news first. <laughs> All right, well, I'm getting excited. The S&P 500 round continues its uptrend, uh, but the tread on the tire appears to have some wear. I mean, the breadth, not my breadth, but the stock advances versus the decliners has shown some reduced participation in the move up. Net-net, fewer equities, inequity you could call it, that have not participated, but we won't go there, are hitting new highs and putting a slight tap on the bull brake pedal. Now, this is one sign that a potential correction as we move through the midpoint of 2015, Rob. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little excited, but more disconcerting, however, is the divergence of small and mid-caps from their recent run-up to currently with the S&P 500 as we've seen a divergence of small and mid-caps starting to pull back breaking their 50-day moving averages, which Mark Del Pezzo could probably go into more detail about, while the S&P 500 remains strong. Again, this is discrimin- I mean delineation that has me a little concerned. Uh, I'm getting a little hoarse. Can I, my, my buddy Reverend Jesse will help me out from here. Uh, well, very, uh, well, well, I'm just about to, to move on. We're, we're just continuing with a small cap weakness uh, and mid cap weakness relative to large caps, Jeff. Uh, on the other hand, though, I did want to mention that tech-heavy Nasdaq, that would be the QQQ, continues to roll on after hitting new heights in April. It has experienced a slight pullback, but it is more like a sprinter taking a water break or Mayweather taking a few rounds off, uh, pounding Mackie Manny P a few weeks ago in Vegas for anyone who was unfortunate enough to have to pay for that. Now, we clearly note an ascending pattern uh, taking a break at this point, but certainly looking pretty good. Uh, Mark... From all the way down there in South Florida, is the Godfather. What question do you have for him? Uh, actually, this is Ross Perot over here. Here's Steve. Uh, <laughs> I love it. What is one of those personalities like, and what is due for a pause? Well, now, what I, sectors do you have your eye on? I may be showing signs of a pause. Uh, Tony, what do you got for him? Well, well, let me tell you something, Ross. I, I liked your style. I, you know, I wish you would have won. Uh, too many charts, perhaps. But uh, I, I'm one to talk. <laughs> too many chickens. I'm, I'm one to talk. Now, let's, like, let's take a closer look at what's been on a white-hot sector. We're talking about biotechs. 
Uh, you know, these, you know, think of Gilead, Giselle jeans. Uh, you know, you can go down the list. The sector has been up immensely over the last several months, but has suffered two two major downsides here over the last couple of months since its mid-October run. So this is a sector, again, that you may see some rotation out of. It may also be just the institutional selling of the ETF, that's the IBB, but the stocks themselves still may have some upside if you're patient. That's a great question, Ross. Moving right along to, uh, yeah, Sonia over there in the corner. Um, yeah, I'd just like to know which macro indicators are worth our listeners paying extra close attention to. Yeah, that's a great question, Sonia. It's good to be back here. It's tough to get a word in edgewise with this crew. Listen, right now we have an interesting dichotomy between oil and energy and the dollar. Of course, these two tend to be inverse related. Uh, the, the former essentially denominated in the latter. That means when the price of you know the dollar goes up, the cost of oil obviously uh, you know the price of oil goes down. So from late last summer, uh, you know, right through the early spring, the dollar. Has has been on a parabolic, and in English that means straight up move, with energy and oil, uh, Maria, please, no comments on that, but with oil and energy prices drilling deep into negative territory, uh, you know, from their, uh, from their recent move, and anyway, right now you have to watch this, it's a very interesting dichotomy to see if energy has any more energy, and if the dollar resumes its uptrend. I'm well, out. Well said, well said, Arnold. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you all for a wonderful kickoff show. Here is um, that we stay in Jacksonville, but on uh, WOKB Sundays at five o'clock in Tampa. Saturdays one to two on AMA twenty WBA. Thank you all so much, folks, from the booth. Your Camarda Wealth Education Radio experts bid you profitable and sunny week. Say goodbye to the folks, folks. Hasta la vista. Goodbye, good night, our treasured listeners. <laughs> Till next time. Until next time, we'll be back <laughs> for more abuse. <laughs> You've invested yet another hour in Camarda's Wealth Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind, and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leader's warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet. An offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before you run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profits.